This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Jay Ellis wrote some lyrics. Oh, yeah, maybe I should pull them up. If I can pull them up in time. He wrote lyrics for this. Maybe I can sing them right here for you. And they go a little something like this. Cue the sniper, girl. Go on and give a twirl. I feel like there's a symbol there. I've got you in my crosshairs. I don't know how that... One shot, I bet you're scared. Lyrics by Jay Ellis. <clears throat> but Jay Ellis is not with us today. You have not heard, heard the melodious... Dulcet. Dulcet tones of this person in a long time. You guys don't even know, in the meanwhile since you've heard him, he's gotten in a fight with me, quit the show, and come back. Multiple times. It's the one, the only Mr. <laughs> Roberto Mata. Hello, Robert. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm swell, but I have to apologize in advance. You know, you're going through another one of those atmospheric rivers, is it called? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. my audio quality probably isn't the best as my monopolistic internet service provider continues to give me shit quality Wi-Fi. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you've sounded better than ever. You've never sounded so good. That's okay. a lie. You're so no, full I of shit. God. This is the best. At least in my ears, is the best you've ever sounded. Huh? Yeah. Part two, and I'm going to fade the music out for this. I have a solution for what you're talking about, but I'm going to cut it out. It's boring to the general audience. Let me sure. Get the music out. It's hard to take me out of the music. All right. I already helped. Now I helped Robert with his uh, little problem, and so now we get back to the show. Now, by the way. For quality content, like me helping Robert with his audio, you want to go to patreon.com slash afterthought media. Join there. You get this show early, no commercials. Often it's a longer show. Patreon gets a longer, unedited show. Well, it's edited, but like sometimes there are segments, you know, that I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to put that in the public feed. And they get like sometimes 10, 15 minutes extra, sometimes half an hour, depends on what happens. So if you want all that, go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, and we, we will deliver that content to you. But first, let's, let's, let's welcome back Robert Mata. I have been dying to talk to you for one reason. By the way, Robert and I barely talk outside this. I am dying to hear your nerdy takes on this season so far. Now, I, we are going to talk about this episode, but I don't know if you have some nerdy takes to discuss right now. Well, to be entirely honest, this is probably the more nerdy drag race perspective, but I've kind of forgotten the season 16 is happening because all of my yeah. attention's being devoted to UK versus the world two and Espana All-Stars. Oh, so where, you're watching Espana All-Stars Oh, right now. yeah. I fucking love it. It's judgment is questionable or judging mm-hmm. rather, but either way, I whenever I'm in that Spanish workroom virtually, I feel at peace. So I love it. 
Any, but let's, let's get back to the U.S. Yes, so 16. Are you watching season 16? Well, of you know course, so of funny? course. I, I just am not really watching live. I felt badly yesterday Robert and I were texting, and I full-on just assumed Robert had watched. And I was just talking and giving away who the top bottom two were and who went home and all the – and Robert's like, I haven't watched it yet. But my perspective on that was just that I think it's so funny how people say random names in crazy scenarios, and I can just take it at face value and say, yeah, Maya did flip um, naked onto the judges' table while Geneva Carr performed gravity-defying moves. And I'm like, sure, if if that's what you said happened, that's what happened. Obviously, that's not what happened. It was a pretty by-the-numbers episode, I thought. Yeah. Now, I have some takes here. This is what's great to have you here, because sometimes I do this by myself. And I have to like basically talk to no one, but I have notes that either I didn't go into enough uh, or I want to get your take on them or I want to say more about them or I didn't say them at all. One of the things I want to get to is I brought this up on the show and I felt like it went nowhere for whatever reason. But there's a part where plain Jane is like only one immunity potion bottle left. And she's like, (laughs) and I'm like, why does it matter how many immunity potion bottles there are? Do you have an answer for this? Well, I would love for Plane to keep her immunity potion because I think it gives her a guaranteed interaction with Rue every week. And that's oh, probably worth its weight in gold, right? That's a very She good doesn't have to split point. attention with Safira now. Yes. That now that is a very good point. And that's a good way of look, I never thought about that. It gives her a chance even to make a wise crack. You know? She is the only she is the immunity queen. The yeah. potions master at the present time. Severus you know, She's a very Jane. controversial queen, and we have yet to hear. What is your take on her? Do you like her? I am, like, strangely hyper-neutral about her. I'm fine with her presence on the show. I wish she was a better cunt than what mm-hmm. she is, but I also... She doesn't enrage me, I think, the way other people get upset by her. Yeah. I flip. But I don't stand her either. I used to be enraged, but now I kind of stand. Kind of stand. Okay. Kind of. Well, she's good at drag, objectively. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what about this other one who's very polarizing, very controversial? There's, few, there's actually a few in this season, but the one I'm talking about is the queen of the week, Plasma. Do you have a hot take on Plasma? Just that I watched every fucking episode of Glee, and I don't think I could be more annoying about that than Plasma is about <laughs> everything that involves musical theater. It is yeah. what it is. I don't have as much vitriol towards musical theater and its fandom like, say, Dawn. Mm-hmm. But it's also not my exact realm, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, she's a little hyperactive though. Has she taken any Xanax lately? Probably not. No, she probably can't get access to it. But the, well, she's very neurotic. Like she's a lot. Like the way she was fretting about this episode and hemming and hawing and go over, which is very, by the way, on tra- I don't know what what I'm trying to say on brand. Thank you for musical theater queens. But it's just, it's so much. It's a lot. If you're a lot in a room of drag queens, that's saying a lot, you know? That is true. I Mm -hmm. Maybe this is vicious and vindictive, but I don't really see her as a drag queen. Oh, interesting. I see her more as a stage performer who is occasionally in drag. Yeah. She doesn't seem like someone who can command the stage at 2 a.m. at a dive Mm -hmm. bar. Yes. Or even a nice bar. She's like, she's a kid. I'd be very interested to see, like, if they did a Lala Perusa, how she would do in a Lala Perusa. I actually didn't really think that her lip syncing was very tight on this Rusical, so I was mm-hmm. confused by all the positive critiques. 
I thought it was good. That's interesting. Okay. Well, you know, it could be my Wi-Fi it, fucking around again. Who knows? But you know, you you make you've provided me a great segue, which is I want to talk about Megami. Megami got some really rough critiques. Was in the bottom, and then eventually went home. And we'll get to the lip sync in a little bit. But did you happen to clock Megami during the performance? You know, I, I watched it a couple of times. But did you clock her at all, or well, just that she always sort of looks morose? Mm-hmm. But so I don't really want to watch her more than I have to. Yeah. Well, I I watched her twice because you know I watched it once, so I knew to watch for her when I watched a second time. And mm-hmm. I thought, and I said this on the show, she was fine. At least in the edit that we saw, I didn't see any evidence of her, you know, being one note or anything. She gave reactions. She didn't have the same face. But the the point I bring this up is I forgot to bring this up on the show. I I pulled the clip for the last episode. Forgot to bring it up of Michelle's critique, the one that's going to you know really the final strike you know, uh, on Megami and it, uh, even the first time. And then I made sure to listen the second time. It made zero sense to me. And I want you to mm-hmm. listen. It's not very long. I feel like I get one look and I'm not talking about your drag. I'm talking about your face. It's the same point of view all the time. So if you're doing a different character, like you were this time, it shouldn't be the same as your down and out fairy or statue of Liberty. Even tonight in this, it's the same face, same delivery. I want you to let the drag deliver the personality. What the fuck does that mean? It's word salad. It is. It's like, it's, we know we're going to put you in the bottom. So now I have to make up some weird ass shit to justify why you're in the bottom. Cause it makes no sense. I, I, if she's talking about makeup, it doesn't make sense. Cause Dawn has the same fucking makeup all the time as do several girls. As um, does morphine who I love now. Oh Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are like, so does Jane. Jane has the every everyone has the signature mug. That's the point. No, that's what I'm saying. And then I don't know what she's talking about, like the same look. And then they show, look, any editor can pull someone having the same actual look on their face at any moment because you're going to have many looks on your face. That's what I was looking for the second time. And she had a variety of expressions on her face. So I don't know what Michelle is talking about. And you're right, it's a word salad meant to just sort of be there it didn't make any sense whatsoever and uh i wanted to ask about that now let's get to that lip sync before we go to the break thoughts on the lip sync you know i made a sort of statement that i want to actually sort of clarify after you're done but what was your take on that lip sync to uh flowers by miley cyrus ultimately that i thought megami was attempting to do the latrice royale natural woman lip sync but Mm -hmm. didn't fully have the gravitas to pull that off i didn't think she did a bad lip sync though but my amala page is a powerhouse in the performance category so what are you gonna do yeah that was sort of my take my take was you know the problem is and you if you take musical theater classes as i have i have not is there's a narrative arc in a song and so she started off with the right emotion behind the song but then once you hit the chorus it the 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 mood of the song and the point of view of the song changes. Not the actual point of view; it's a different same Miley Cyrus. But it goes from like, "Oh, I'm a sad person" to "I'm an empowered person," and I yes. don't need that. I don't need that. And she just never changed that. She was always in that sad place, and so there was no story with. She had the same face the entire time on the song. Uh-huh. You know what? Maybe I'm trying to get Michelle's uh, uh, take here. Now, I will say, and this is what I want to clarify: is I said. Anyone could have beat Maya 
on the lip sync. And I think Evan took it, interpreted it as I meant like anyone in the world. I meant anyone in that cast. Had they gone against her instead of Megami, probably could have beat her. Morphine could have beat her. Maybe even Dawn. I'm very suspicious about this, Josito. I'll tell you why. I think Maya was doing too much. Like, why did she need to do that pussy slide across the stage? they, They could have edited it that way. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, but I wasn't mad at it. It gave the bar a chance to applaud. I oh you were you at the bar when you no you weren't at the bar you watched it at home no I wasn't but I imagine they were at applauding. <laughs> I mean I was at the bar just I was not at a drag race viewing party bar that night. Yeah, I will say next week is snatch game. My prediction: she's not going to do very well in snatch game. I don't know, but I just what I know she doesn't she doesn't have the charisma. You know she has like maybe the ut. You know actually just the t. I was going to say, I don't know what's particularly unique about her, but yeah. I, I do think that her shy fourth child energy is kind of appealing to a lot of people currently. It is, but when you're on Snatch Game, like I talked about this on the show, if she chose a, 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 a celebrity that also was like that, then it would be actually, and like we you know, I think Evan nailed it. If she did that share impression, which I know it's too late to do, that would be amazing, you know, but. If, but I don't think she has the self-awareness to do that. I think she's going to do something like that she thinks is wild because she thinks of herself as a wild, out-of-control drag queen, which I don't think she is. Let's let's do this, Robert. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have a topic to talk about. People have been waiting, chomping at the bit for me to talk to you about this topic. And we are going to talk about it right after the break. Goodness. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz. You know, wrote things, and then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way. I just write less, and well, I do write a lot. I just I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Robert Mata, everyone has been dying to hear about this because... What is it? Now, this is not true, what I'm going to tell you. But there were several people, including our friend C. Ochoa. Christian oh, Ochoa. God. Here we go. He calls me, when this epi- not this episode, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. He called me and said, you were talking about Robert, weren't you? When I said that there are queens in Westwood, would, oh, I'm sorry, Westwood, in West Hollywood. Westwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Westwood. They go, they go to UCLA. They're UCLA they, undergrad, they, for sure. Yeah. Anderson yeah. B-School. And they go to the Fox Theater to watch, uh, you know, whatever movie. Who the fuck um, goes to the Fox Theater? But anyway. Me, a nerd, a cinephile like me. Anyway, All I would right. have totally gone to the Fox Theater. If I went Come to on, UCLA. Criterion okay. Queen. Oh, for 100%. You don't think she is? I know. Anyway, I know. I know you are a Sound of Music stan, and I wanted no, to ask I've you only that seen if it I once. was on the main episode. Really? I've only seen it once. I've only seen it Got once. It. I, I don't um, know anything about the Sound of Music, regrettably, because I recognize it's a tentpole film. Yeah, I, but that to your original really point, jam. sorry, I am. Diverging. My original point was anyway. So on some episode, I said so, something along the lines of, "You can never find a WeHo queen because they all deny that they're WeHo queens, but they're we, WeHo's from all these WeHo queens." Even if you said it, doesn't matter. I I repeated it on a recent episode. Yes, and Christian called me and said you were talking about Robert, and other <laughs> people were other people were like Joe was totally talking about Robert Mata. Can you and play so the clip back? I don't know that I've heard this. I don't have to pull I didn't pull it. It's on some episode. It exists. I mean, just, I can't hide sure, behind sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. So here's the deal. Well, that wasn't the topic, though. The topic was about what I was talking about. It wasn't the bigger topic of the mean girls. Oh, I think it might have been Rulaska Thoughts when I did that big Rulaska Thoughts thing. Uh, with the mean girls. And that on that episode, it was Q, Amanda, and uh, Dawn. Dawn. How they? Oh, we know which one. It was the one where they bullied Plasma into not uh, being one of. It was the SNL episode when they bullied her into not being on the desk bit, the the Mm -hmm. news bit. Uh And I, I, I did a Rulaska thoughts that week about maybe this week or the following week. I don't know when about mean gays and how I've been. You in the locker room? Me, oh, me in the theater locker room at the theater in high school, and I, I was such a fucking bully. And I've said this on the last episode. You, I'm so I don't remember you what a bully claiming was. to be a bully. 
Oh my god! I, I remember really you was. claiming that you evaded the bullies successfully, it's but both. not that you participated yes. in it's, bullying yes. behavior. No. The oppressed often become the oppressor. I know. No, it, I said both. Oh, that's so for that damn was, sure. I, I avoided the bullies by just literal sheer by being having the letter B start with my last my last name start with B, and all the cool kids at least in my in my class their name started with B, and uh, so they got to know me. And, but when it came to theater, I didn't know this at the time. Let me tell a quick story. So there was a kid. (laughs) There was a kid who I thought was my friend. I literally thought was my friend. And he was this skinny, uh, very femme, half Japanese, half white boy. Okay. And like super skinny, rail thin. Okay. Okay. Timothy Chalamet skinny. Don't make me upset. He was very cunty like I was, and we we often because he was very smart. We often had classes together, and we would. I just pulled a Robert Mata there, and we would uh, often we'd sat on opposite sides of the room, but we would make Shut fun up. of people with our eyes, and like look and make fun of if someone was talking. We would laugh and stuff like that. So in my head, we weren't the best of friends, but we were good Jews. girls. Yeah, we were girls before we called each other girls. Yes, years later. I'm probably 23. I just joined the Magic Castle, 22. Okay. So some <laughs> an friends early admission? Were, yeah, I got an early admission to the Magic Castle. Some f- girlfriends and I were having dinner at the Magic Castle. And someone said, oh, my God, I think Lance is here. Lance Bass is there. Lance Bass was there. That's right. And so we get up and we find him. And he's about to walk into that main theater, that big stage theater. Mm-hmm. And we catch him and he went, Lance, and he stops and he's like very shaken up. Okay. Like you can tell, like bothered. And he's talking to us. He's nice. He's chatting with us, but he's like, you can tell visibly nervous. And his mommy comes out and is like, are you okay? And he's like, no, I'm fine. And then he kept, he goes, well, I got to go. And he went in there. We didn't see the rest of the night. By the way, uh, side note, had become extraordinarily hot, like drop dead model hot. Dropped at Viva La France or whatever the fucking bitch's name is. Hot. Uh, very attractive. Don't talk shit on my Le Grand Dame. Le Grand Dame, man, might be one of the most beautiful queens to ever walk on this show. She is a- ethereal beyond recognition, yeah. I think. So anyway, but he was that level hot, right? And I was like, oh my God, Lance, right? And my friend who had kind of in a high school way dated him briefly, she was like, I think he was really upset to see me. Right. Wait, was he not gay? Not in, in high school. Uh, I see. I'm, when I say they dated, it was like holding hands. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, sure, yeah. just getting con- getting some context. Getting some context. Yeah. So then, years later, now that same friend becomes a noted constitutional attorney and did some work on TV and behind the scenes on Prop Eight on going to Supreme Court. So when the Supreme Court overturns uh, on Obergefell, when that happens. Uh-huh. He writes her a note on Facebook and says, you know, I just want to say um, thank you so much for everything you did for us and blah, 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 blah. And I, I you know, yada, yada, yada. And so she, she writes to me and she goes, oh, my God, Lance is gay and he wrote me this nice letter. And I go, oh, send me his Facebook. I want to add him on Facebook. <gasps> no. <laughs> I message him. <laughs> And he blocks me. 
And I go, you know what? I think he saw me as a bully. I never, I never uh, saw the relationship that way. It's and certainly possible. Yes. And I told, I brought this up multiple times. The 30 Rock episode where Tina Fey uh-huh. gets invited to a reunion and she thinks that her she's funny because she was bullied. And then she shows up to the reunion and it turns out she was the bully. Yeah. And I think that's me. I'm starting to come to terms with it. Because even now, I wa- I wish I knew Plasma because I would bully her so hard. It would be so fun to bully this Plasma, right? Anyway, I'm not... She's a third of your age. I'll still bully her. I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> she's not a third of my age. Fuck you. She's like half my age. She's half my age. So anyway, here's the thing. Now I want to get to you. Why are the mean gays gay? Oh wait, sorry. Why are the mean gays mean? Well, it's a, it's ver, ver, as a as a mean gay. I won't address that component of your accusation, but I think it's verbatim what you said. I don't know, ten minutes ago, when you said that the oppressor or the oppressed becomes the oppressor. Like there's so many examples of people who, while being bullied or subjugated to abuse or any other sort of you know negative experience instead of empathizing with other victims have decided that they're going to reclaim that power for themselves and then navigate the world with the only power structure and dynamic that they know how the world is constructed around. And so they, to, in order to feel secure, they put themselves on top to make sure that they're the ones who aren't being run down verbally, socially. Do you know mean gays? Of course. I know tons of them. Most gays are mean. I find it really interesting a title to sort of put on people because I think that everything operates on in-groups and out-groups and anyone who's ever on the out-group of an inside group of friends, whether or not you want to define it as a clique of mean gays or a clique of friends or something that you're not a part of, you're going to use terms that sort of I don't know what the word is, um, deride those people as lesser than you because you are trying to justify your exclusion from that group. And so people who aren't a part of a certain group, I don't know, it just aren't aren't fans of it. Now, here's what my, uh, I'm going to bring somebody into this conversation. And I've only known this person for a few years. You've known him a big part of your life. I have never, and this might surprise people, I have never seen Christian be mean to anyone. And I bet you a lot of the audience thinks Christian is a mean gay. And I have never, and I'm being honest, Christian has never said anything mean about anyone I know behind their backs. I've never seen him in person be mean to anybody. He's been mean to me, but like, but I've never seen him treat anyone disrespectfully. I've never seen him be dismissive of anyone. I've only ever seen him be, and I just, I think, again, a lot of people, I get it. He's obnoxious. He's annoying. He's a lot, right? He makes your ears bleed. I get it all, right? But I, and maybe Robert has a different take. I've never seen him be mean to anyone. Have you? I, I can see why. Now, you've known him a lot longer and at different times in his life. I only know him as, you know, a tired old twink, you know, who's now 30. (laughs) I would not say that I've seen Christian be mean in the way that I, I, I think it, the term mean gay is overused, if only because it, it's really hard to encapsulate who that actually covers and what behaviors that 
condemn you to that label, you know? Like, I don't... Christian does not really behave in a way that's calculated and exclusive. He's actually very friendly, and if you talk to him at the bar or club, he will welcome you into the fold quite quickly. He doesn't have... In my opinion, I don't think he takes visual cues as an excuse to judge someone harshly and therefore dismiss them. I don't think he does a thing where he only has hot friends because it makes him feel more attractive. Like, to me, those are things that mean gays do. I don't think Christian does those things. No, in fact, again, shocking information. I've never met a friend of Christian's I didn't like. Well, you, but I've never met any other friend of Christian I didn't (laughs) like. Other than. (laughs) Yeah, other than you. And actually, if I'm being honest too, when I hung, when Jay and I hung out with your friends at uh, High Tops, they were all very nice too. None of your friends were mean. Most of my mean gay friends live abroad for their own oh, safety. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. Well, let's leave this. I'm sure we will revisit this topic many times this season. No, I mean, I uh, also I have one more point to that, which is probably unfounded. But I think that I definitely say harsh things. And I definitely I absolutely know that I look very mean. I have really heavy eyebrows. And I have really squinty eyes that are overactive. And I like to scowl. But I don't know. I don't I like like I kind of like ran off with Christian. I don't like do those socially manipulative tactics to elevate my own standing. And therefore I don't really consider myself a mean gay in that perspective. I've met mean gays. They've been mean to me. I wish a gay would be mean to me. They're hilarious. I wish they would. You just have to play the same game. If you want to engage at all, the the smarter thing is to not engage at all. Have you had mean gays be mean to you? I've I've certainly had being gays try to be mean to me, and I've been involved in a lot of cliques that could probably be construed as mean gay cliques. As everyone guessed. So, by virtue of that, yeah. All right. Let's get to the topic at hand now. We Robert and I are going to talk about UK versus the world too. too. I, I, told, I love I told Robert, I go, I think we'll make it to 30 minutes, and now we're not even hitting UK versus the world too until the 30-minute mark. We're going to talk about episode one. We're going to talk about episode two. Did you have any big thoughts? I know you didn't take notes. I didn't take notes either. Any big thoughts on the first episode, which was the variety show? I'm glad they didn't call it a talent show. The variety show and uh, the runway, I think, was like Queen, the, the, the Represent Your Country, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Any big thoughts on that episode? If I may, Adele turning tables on you. Yeah. What did you think about Mayhem? That bitch should have fucking gone home. It was. And let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you something right now. Did you not laugh? Are you not being honest with me? Oh, I laughed at how pathetic it was. But what I want to talk about is how she kept saying, like, I laughed. And so I uh, forgot the rest of my my set. There was no other set. She wrote three jokes and thought, oh, I'll just wing it there. And then got in the moment and said her three jokes she memorized and was like, I, I got nothing. And she never had anything. She should have got. I was actually very worried. I was very worried the entire time that they were going to send home this gothy Ken doll. And I was going to be so angry because I was like, gothy Ken doll was uh, objectively better than Mayhem. And her performance was so embarrassing. She should have gone home and she did. Yes, but we know that you also want to watch her OnlyFans content, girl. Gothy? Oh, I, I've seen it. So let me tell you, I'll, let me give you I, why she should have been plugging her OnlyFans <laughs> like nobody's business. I've actually subscribed for a month. Let me, I'm going to tell everyone the, the thing. Look, she has a giant penis. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And actually, you do get sex scenes with. I don't know if she still does. The when I the month I was there, you got sex scenes with her. I think usually with her boyfriend. Sometimes they'll bring in a third. She is just as emotionless and charismaless uh, on her OnlyFans as she is uh, on the show. So really, the value of the porn scene depends on the bottom who's writing that fucking it is if you've never seen it it is shocking how big that dick is for how little she is i personally need a storyline to you know bring me to fruition so mm-hmm. i guess it, it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah there's work no storyline i'm like you i like a storyline i even like a, i in fact i even love more a stupid storyline like a not in front of my salad storyline bro you know well, I mean, not in front of my salad was funny once, but then they tried to yeah, capture that lightning in a bottle ten thousand more times. So yeah, but um, stupid. There's a, there's one actually um, with what's the name of that straight boy and all the gays like him. He's kind of white trashy and oh, Reno Gold. No, no, he, no, he's gay. Uh, Johnny. Oh. Um, oh, with the bitch with the yeah. Um, Johnny, what's his last name? <sighs> I think he beat his wife. Yes, he beat his wife, 100%. I can't remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Johnny whatever. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I want to say Johnny Rivers, but it's not Johnny Rivers. Something no. Like that, um, and another twink who was working on it at the time. And there was this men.com scene where they played like giant Rapid. dolls that came to life. And so they the guy opens the, the crate and they're like, come out. They're nude. And they're like, we are sex dolls. And then... It was the dumbest thing, and I ate that shit <laughs> up. I fucking loved it. There's another one, uh, another stupid one on Next Door, where there's this guy and his grandfather uh, is like, oh, there's a handyman coming. Can you uh, let him in? And the uh, so the, the, he's attracted to the handyman, and they have a whole montage. And then they get back in the house. He's like, oh, Grandpa, I asked the handyman to stay for dinner. And then they're, they're in the other room, they're, and the grandpa's cooking dinner, and he's in the other room, and they start fucking. They love that. I think it's it's the exhibitionism, right? Yeah, but the grandpa's just like cooking soup and never sees them. Does he not join in? Because uh, you know that no. stepdad porn is so passe now, they've no. evolved to step-grandpa porn. Oh, really? I think. I actually, I've I kind of stopped watching porn a couple years ago. Wait, you don't watch porn anymore? I mean, I'll still put it on every now and then if I want like a nostalgic moment that, you know, culminates in, but it's just not my thing. Wait, but hold on. Are you on this weird no fap thing kind of? No, not at all. No, 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 no. You just use memories or something? No, I'll just either go on Grindr or I'll figure it out myself. But when you're on Grindr to like actually have a one-on-one hookup or like just to like? Both. Sometimes the the verbal trading is enough. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a their disappointment, but that's grinder. I I don't. I've recently, I've done this recently, past month or two, and I didn't make a big deal about it. I don't think I've talked about this in the show. It's not a big deal. I went back on grinder. Oh, welcome back, girl. Bienvenidos. But it's really just um, out of curiosity, and so I, you know, did you upload a picture? Yeah, yeah, everything. Everything's Work, girl. There, right. And what's really funny is, um. When out here in the suburbs, I get nothing. But when I, like, nothing. And I, and then, by the way, it's not, I'm not looking, I don't want what's out here, if I'm being honest with you. I'm kind of well, flattered that I don't get anything. You it's might be surprised. This is the desert. But 
the second I go like to downtown Los Angeles or anywhere in LA, like, I'm, but I'm in downtown a lot for the Alamo Draft House. Girl, it is fucking, it is so ego uh, stroking on this. I, after a movie, I'll turn on, there's like 50 fucking messages. Um, and uh, it's, it's great. I'm like, oh my God. I, I answered none of them. I have no, I have no inclination to answer any of them. I literally just want the validation of the notification. Yeah, I can't wait until there's some kind of um, psychologist who leads a reality show about being addicted to dating apps because I'll sign up for that. I need to address that at some point. Um, well, I think you're like me. We both like to yeah. talk, even though I've talked to none of them. I wish there was a dating app that was like only talking. Uh, that's every dating app, love. Yeah, true. But look, I did them when they first came out, and then I was like, bye. And like, this might be my first time on in like 10 years, maybe more. So anyway. All right. So back to UKVW2. So if you saw Le Grand Dame message you on Grindr. Oh, oh no. That Le Grand Dame can fucking split me in two. She is so beautiful. I'm just a lot pickier now. La Grand Dame, yes. No, 100% I'm hitting her back. But you know what? There have been guys who have been like, oh, my God, you are very my type. You're very attractive. And I do nothing. Yeah, that's because you have too much option. You have a choice paralysis, girl. Pull it together. Nope. 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 I really do. It's a strange psychological thing. It. I really am like, hmm, this person doesn't really want it. Like, why? why do, I'm not going to waste my time. Like, this is going to mm. go nowhere. The person's going to see what a horrible human being I am. Your and inner saboteur. Inner saboteur. <laughs> I'm like, cue the sniper, girl, because cue my inner sniper. saboteur girl. wants to take me uh, for a twirl. For a twirl. Yeah. But, um, but UKBW2, why are you avoiding that topic? I'm not. I'm just shooting the shit with you being dumb. But uh, I, I adore UKVW2. I me- messed up all those letters, I think. But regardless it's my current it's my favorite current airing season which is strangely a high bar because i do love espana all-stars as well and season 16 is not bad by any means your favorite judge uh whatever her name is don't talk shit on my girl anna locking i didn't say shit what's her name though anna locking and or anna by the way the hobbies can do whatever they want to me too sorry go ahead well i mean they don't do anything on the panel so at least they do something I don't like when the tall one's blonde, though. Only when he has dark hair. Okay. I don't like blonde. Even though my last two boyfriends are blonde. <sighs> well. We, we've, we're far off the track, girl. That's because you keep taking it off the track. So let's go to the next episode. Episode two, they have a, a ball <laughs> challenge. The ball is what? Like the princess ball or something? I don't remember what it is. The More or less. Ball? Yeah. The happily ever after. The happily ever after ball. It's for people who don't watch it. It's literally a paint by numbers of a ball challenge. There's really nothing crazy happens, but I don't have any hot takes on it. I worry that she was one of my top picks going into the season, but Keita Minaj has really not given any kind of element of a storyline whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's the editor's not, or producers not creating one for her, or if she's just not giving them enough to actually manufacture one. But she won this episode, uh, top two rather. But you wouldn't have guessed that by the edit. She was hardly there, which I think is a shame because she's so fucking talented and so interesting as a person. But the show is not 
providing any further. I that. didn't watch Holland season two. Was she good in there? Yeah, she was the front runner until she got eliminated against this girl who brought a cell phone, Vivaldi. And then they found it out because the winner, Vanessa oh. Van Cartier, called her out. And then there was this whole to do. But because she had a pre-existing relationship with Fred, the host, when Keda and Vivaldi lip synced, she told Keda to sashay away <laughs> oh i remember that for some reason i had put that on spain wasn't there something similar drama in spain no but in thailand too mocha diva got eliminated and then she said i just want you all to know that one of the queens brought a scooter and that was not a part of her look so then um i can't remember the queen who brought the scooter but uh she was well, eliminated as well. it was a part of the presentation but wait a minute wasn't there a thing where, like, the former makeup artist of, I, I want to say it was Spain, was then a contestant? Or was that that same Holland season? I think that was the same Holland season, but I wasn't that deep in the lore. Maybe it was Vivaldi herself, actually. Yeah, she had been like, I don't remember. There was, and someone, I'm sure, will, trust me. What's that internet rule? If you want to find out something, say something wrong or something. I don't know what that one is, but I remember listening to an episode recently where you were trying to figure out the internet rule where... If you say something, there's certainly a porn attached to it. That's rule 34, Josito. That's so funny. Did I say that on a recent episode? I don't know how recent it was, but I listened to it in the car fairly recently. So, I was just telling my cousin today because I saw it on Twitter because, you know, J.D. Vance. I don't know what I saw late at night. So I don't know if this was proven or disproven. But someone wrote on Twitter, Rick Wilson wrote on Twitter that J.D. Vance was caught looking up dolphin porn. And then he quoted rule 34. And so I was like, what's rule 34? And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, is that what that's called? And then, um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, any other thoughts on UKV Dub 2? Uh, just that uh, <laughs> I know that this is so vague, but mm-hmm. I love it. And I love I will love when we get to give more dedicated time to it where we're not crisscrossing over all kinds of silly but subjects. But that's just us. That's always been us, Robert, I know. Because we're the mean gays. On, I... <sighs> oh, my God. I don't think I'm that mean. I don't think I'm that nice, don't get me wrong. But I don't think I'm that mean. Robert Mata. Joe Batanz. They go to West Hollywood and they judge everyone who walks by. Everyone judges. Robert's a mean gay. <laughs> Doesn't matter what he might say and Joe Batanz is too he'll read you to filth in front of you I could have thought of a better line anyway well Robert let's call it a day there you're Even right I, I, have, I have say, some twink to go talk shit on oh who I'm kidding could you imagine though oh I really do don't, don't no. even get me started on Jeremy. Oh, well, that's your own little personal World War III. No, Jeremy and I are getting along fine. Except he got me hooked onto this Danganronpa. Speaking of, I have a Danganronpa theory. Okay. But I don't want to get too into it. I And also, why has no one made Danganronpa into a movie? They've probably tried, but I imagine it's something that's in developmental hell. It's hard to condense and crystallize its main themes into something, you know, digestible in film. Well, I'm only like halfway through the game, so I'll know more. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>